It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, you know how it goes. Good night. Welcome to uh, the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am Chaos. I'm the guy that's going to take you through some of the stories that we hear, some of the cool stuff that happens. Welcome to the uh, number one pop podcast amongst everybody who loves a good cheat code up down up up down down left right left right b a b a star you guys remember that i uh, yeah you, probably a little bit older if you do uh that was passed down and passed down and passed down contra nintendo once upon a time anyway so this week uh well first of all thank you all for tuning in either via the podcast audio or the youtube video this one uh, is going to be on both of them so i figured we should pop in and say hey on both um like i mentioned i'm chaos i'm that guy i'm that guy i get to be that guy uh so this week is a little different uh we're going to uh talk to a few of the people we've had in the past you're going to kind of notice this is happening over the next couple of weeks there's an episode that's coming up where we check in with a couple of these same people uh just on their dating lives and what's happened and a couple other people because the show now uh has been on for over a year and uh just uh, first of all we should be thanking you for listening and sharing and tuning in and making sure that uh, uh we all uh kind of you know the, the the show gets spread and of course uh the man behind the curtain that you guys don't get to see or hear much from uh jay who makes this thing sound and look as good as it does uh he is he would no doubt there's other things that i have uh, done without him that don't nearly have the same quality as uh, when they are with them. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Anyway, um, so I digress. This week, a couple of us are doing kind of a roundtable talk about certain things that the topics that we all kind of found a little bit interesting and thought it'd be good to get a few different perspectives. Um, it's uh, a couple of people from the polygamy, polygamist episodes. And then uh, uh, the one, uh, pretty much my brother, who uh, is on uh, anytime uh, we need that male counterpart, because we just don't get a lot of guys that want to share their stories. Plenty of women, uh, not a lot of guys. Uh, So uh, here is, uh, you know, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn uh, and uh, get it buttered. If you want to get it buttered, throw some caramel on there, throw some salt, enjoy it. If you're in traffic, please well, hopefully you're not watching this in traffic. Hopefully you're listening to this in traffic, but please do not hit that person next to you. Enjoy the roundtable discussion. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. So wanted to talk to you guys just because like uh, like all the dating shit that goes on and Maggie, you're doing some pretty cool stuff with the first date update and shit. And like I was on this fucking panel thing that was pretty awesome and they all had some cool stuff. I'm like, well, I need to get my own guys together and girl like Mike is the only guy and everything I need a guy. Mike is always the one. But you two Just, have a little bit of cohesiveness. So like certain things I thought were brought up that were interesting, like like how soon like in whoever the fuck jumps in, jumps in. Like, do you know how soon within a date where you're like, all right, this dude or this girl is 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 somebody I'm, I'm going to go ahead and have a fun time with for the rest of the night or I need to get the fuck out of here. How long does that does? Is there like three minutes like quicker than sex normally? And that's not true. But, you know, something like that. Immediately immediately yeah okay you know right then huh no right away i would yeah i mean i would say usually really that's a a unanimous answer then because i agree like you as soon as you introduce you're like all right i got the first person first meeting vibe the vibe is either on point and we're gonna have a good time 
and I might have a good time again, or the vibe is, ah, this is not a good thing. This is going to be a clash. Even if we have a fun evening, this personality wouldn't match with me. All right. So if you go to have a fun evening, though, how does how do you flip the script and start to have a fun evening? Like you're you're already at the oh fuck part of the sex equation to it, but the guy, like it's almost done. So how do you flip the script? Wait, ask me that question a little more clear because I didn't understand. So you know, like right when you get there, like this is probably not gonna be someone I'm gonna vibe with. So how do you just get your mind right to still have a good time? Because I'm already there. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be miserable, right? So I showed up. I invested the energy to get there. I'm going to sit down. And if it's a struggle, so be it. It'll be a good story for you later. And <laughs> if, you know, if we Amen. salvage the evening and we have a good time, well, mission accomplished. We had a good time. I'm but, gonna, oh, go well, I was going to say, hold on to go back to your original question, though, because when you say, like, it's it's going to be a bad evening or whatever, I know right away whether or not it's somebody that I'm like, okay, there's a potential for another date or whatever, or there's not. But like, I could know right away, I don't see a romantic. I don't see this like going somewhere, but I can have a fun time with this person tonight because like, they're okay. I just know I'm not interested in them. Yeah. And I approach it this way. So I had this happen actually Monday. I went out with a man that I was set up with through a matchmaking service. And um, I met him at, well, no, let me back up. I had a phone call with him and it went well, very well. I loved his personality. I loved his story, met him in person and immediately knew there was not going to be a physical attraction or any sort of physical chemistry. So I changed my mindset and I went in it thinking, what can I learn from this person? You know, how can I learn something new? And how can I just enjoy myself in this moment? And I did that. So. I think you all have the best attitudes. I think we talk about it a lot. I think we've all talked about it on the individual shows, like experiences over expectations. You walk in, what can I take away from this person that, you know, whatever. But do you all do phone calls before dates? No. I try to. No, I no. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to them, but it's not okay. a prerequisite by any means. I know Miss Not a Teacher is kind of in a relationship, but like Miss Not a Teacher, like, are you, did you do them before? I, yeah, I was going to say, I probably was between, yeah, I mean, I, I got to the point where I started trying to do that beforehand because I felt like it really made a difference. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, but I did try to make it happen. Um, I was going to say, hold on to go back real quick though, to, and Maggie and I have had this conversation even if you go and you have that attitude and you make the most out of it, that doesn't mean you don't go home at the end of the night and call your girlfriends and are like, I'm so irritated. I spent all this time getting ready. I did my hair and I got there and I knew it wasn't going to not be the best time ever or whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's a real thing. huh? It happens a lot. It happens yeah. a lot. Even if you go and the person was okay and it wasn't like, you know, the worst night ever, it was fine. And maybe you, you know, like you said, you did end up having an okay time or whatever. There's still that frustration of like, I got a sitter or it was my one night this week. I wasn't going to have my kids and I chose to do this and I could have stayed home and done that or whatever. Like that's still a thing. Sure. And that's why you do the phone call. And honestly, I try to do a FaceTime because I cannot tell you in the beginning how many weeks, sometimes even a month because of our schedules and being single parents, you spend talking to the person over text you build up this expectation or this image of the person in your mind. And then you get to the date and you're like, oh, I'm not even physically attracted. I don't want to make out with that person, let alone see him again. You know, so I try to do a FaceTime now. And I'll tell you that all of the dates that I've gone on where I have FaceTimed somebody first, they have been all of them have been second dates. Oh, wow. I've had a second date with all of those people because I knew really? at least that that person was somewhat attractive to me or that our chemistry was on you learn a lot about a person virtually i think if you can see them and not just texting yeah body language how they communicate i think care i think you gave me the uh, sorry not a teacher gave me the aha moment of like uh how people can be so different from texting and and even a phone call because they have time to respond in the text message so facetime you can even read body language if they're leaning in I, I that makes sense but mike you don't do any of that stuff huh 
you know, I'm I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to that stuff. Like <laughs> if somebody if somebody wants to do a phone call, I'm cool with that. If somebody wants to do FaceTime, I'm cool with that. But it's not like I don't seek that out. Um, I don't think you've had that many. Bad I think. Oh, 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 well, we <laughs> obviously we don't talk enough. Um, Chris would say all about my experiences. No, but I think for me, it's it's more of you know. I feel like I say this every time I'm on the show. Um, guys already start behind the eight ball because we're all losers. We're all only in it for sex. There's these prerequisite check marks where it's like. I'm a man and I don't listen and I've got one thing on my mind and all these things. And, and, and I'm, I know I'm painting with a broad brush, but like, I feel like the sooner I can meet you and you can have the interaction to see that I'm not your average dude, pretty good dude, pretty cool, pretty chill. Again, no expectations. Uh, Carrie, you can attest to this. We had a great time on our first date. Um <laughs> And we didn't even do anything. I think I flirted with our waitress more than I flirted with you. Um, but, Sounds great. you know, <laughs> Maggie's like, whoa, do tell how you guys are still friends. Hey, we got invited to go to a comedy club and then we tried yeah. to go to the comedy club because we both got ditched on with other dates. And we're like, yo, are you <laughs> doing anything? He's like, well, though. my evening just opened up. What are you doing? It's like, let's go again because mine did too. And we tried to go to a comedy club. It wasn't even open. I understand that whole thing. I think I still have that little thing she gave me. Um, <laughs> But I think the experiences that I've had, um, whether it be texting or phone calls or FaceTime, um, you know, whatever method that you interact with someone, um, I've met people that I thought that I would connect with. And then when you do, like kind of what Maggie's saying, like you meet them for the first time and the energy is what I think I feed off of. Like I'm either going to have an energy with this individual when we're in the same space or I'm not. And I don't get that over a FaceTime call because I have FaceTimed women that like that was a thing. Like, hey, I want to have a FaceTime. Sweet. You know, you may call you, may call you, whatever you're going to do. And then you're like, all right, this seems OK. You know, but I think everybody's on their best behavior when it comes to stuff like that. You know, like, do I have anything in my teeth? Is my hair like I want to make sure I'm presenting myself in an appropriate manner because I'm trying to. Right. Exactly. I'm selling you my makeup line. Um, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm you trying <laughs> to, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm on stage for this potential match, you know, and whether that's casual dating, serious relationship, marriage, one nighter, whatever your goal is, you want to protrude like, Hey, this is who I am. And I'm trying to attract this individual. So I got to be on my best behavior. You get somebody in the room, you pick up that energy immediately. Are they uncomfortably nervous? And you need to sit for a minute and like maybe get them a beer or have a water and like let the room calm down. All right. Hey, we're just two people having a conversation because, you know, I mean, being that three of the four of us are parents, not dating someone who's a parent is different than dating someone. who And, and you cost as someone who's dated, you know, women with kids and women without kids, like the expectation, the conversation, all of it's different. If you're not on that level. So whether it's FaceTime, text messages, phone call, um, I don't understand the WhatsApp thing, but I think that's just a scam. Uh, like, however people want to talk is fine, but getting them in the room with me is when they're going to know who I am and what my energy is, which I want to feel somebody's energy and how they interact with me more than I want to just see what they look like, you know, on a screen or whatever. And I agree with that, but I'm going to push back just a little bit because I think a lot of times men will not be 100% honest. At least this is my ex ex experience, right? Like they'll put on their profile things that might not be true or they'll paint themselves in a light that's not true. And they have this, the, and I've had a man tell me this because I've asked him, why did you lie about the fact that you're actually 51 and not 41? Like your profile said, and had I done that FaceTime, I would have recognized that immediately, that he looked nothing like his profile. And he said, well, because I wanted to show up in the searches of younger women. And I knew that once I got in front of somebody, they would see how awesome I am. And I'm like, I'm not doubting that you're a great person. But I mean, as, as you just lied to me, lied to me. <laughs> However, but I think that a lot of men think, oh, once they get to know me, they're going to see like. My personality is going to shine out, you know, and, and that's great. I'm looking for personality too, 
But there has to be an initial attraction. For me, I have to be physically attracted at at some, it doesn't have to be a 10 out of the gate, right? right? Like that can build as you get to know someone. But like the date I went on on Monday, had I known what he looked like, I, I really don't think I would have gone out with him. I really, And maybe that makes me sound shallow. I, yeah. I'll own it. But I can't, I can't kiss you and do anything else with you if I'm not physically attracted to you. I would also be on that shallow bus. I I think anybody who doesn't say they'd be on that shallow bus is probably full of shit. And I hear what you're saying about like dudes lie. That's another one of those. As a man, I start behind the eight ball thing that I think would be on my list is that, you know, guys can, you know, weasel their way in by maybe not even lying, just bending the truth. So I, I totally get that. I remember when I first started this journey, uh, you know, Chris was like, hey, I'm going to give you your toolbox of things you need to know about getting into this world. And he's like, you'd be shocked at the bar and how low it is for what someone would consider a good first date. And he was telling me because these experiences he'd hear about from these women not having teeth, being five one when you say you're six two. Uh, weighing 300 pounds when you say you're a strapping 190 like some of the shit that he'd tell me he'd hear from these women and then I would go on to later hear some of those stories myself like totally understand totally get that completely I, I shame on you know shame on those people I what do you do yeah you know, I think the other side of it is women do that shit too oh yeah and it's I think for I and I guess from my experiences it, this is gonna talk about sounding shallow Maggie here we go like if I see a profile that is a close-up of just a face and that's every single picture, I instantly just assume this person doesn't take care of themselves physically. Because every experience I've had where you see a really pretty face, like, man, she's a very pretty face. Like, what a great smile. What killer eyes. Whatever it is. And you meet that person and it's like, there's no way in shit I would ever approach you in real life. And I don't feel like you're forthcoming in that. You know, just like a guy lies about his height or whatever. It's insane to me. But, you know, I think low self-esteem is the root of all evil when it comes to these things. And I want to pretend to be somebody on this app or this website when in reality, I just need to be happy with myself first. Uh, Full member of the shallow club right here. I won't even swipe right on somebody if they're not smiling. One, because fuck you, you need to smile. And two, I'm afraid you don't have teeth. I'm afraid something's missing there. I don't know what's happening. That one the hard way. Yeah, right. That's like, yeah, just like I, me too. I, I ended up putting an episode of my own because the, the snaggle tooth was missing her snaggle tooth. We all been on a date with someone that was missing a tooth. I yeah. have not had that problem. Oh, knock my. on wood. Mine was missing too. Oh, I might retire yeah. from this game after this call today. I don't know. I mean, and like, there's a lot of unattractive things, but for whatever reason, that is just like holy fuck to me. Like. Be 15 pounds overweight, but fucking throw in a fucking veneer. I was going to say at this point in our life, it's like you can take care of that. Like you can get it fixed and there's no reason not to. Or, or you know what? Just take a picture of your mouth. And if people don't like it, they're not going to swipe on you. Right. right? Yeah. This is who I am. You are. If you're, I don't know. I could go on about that, but I'm sure Chris. Yeah, I'm like. Where's my fucking tongue go? Where like it's gonna get lost? It's like Indiana Jones and the fucking lost in the canal. I don't know what to do there. Like the fucking arcs down there or some shit. Um, and then like I think the best answer, and I may have said it to you guys all before. I know Mike's heard it because it came from my sister. Is like you're right. Guys lie. Guys absolutely lie. It seems not just on their profile, but then they're almost chameleon like when they find out. Hey, you're just kind of looking for a friend or you're looking for a relationship they'll almost be like all right now that i know what she wants maybe i'll set myself up to sound like i'm the guy who wants the same thing or maybe they genuinely do my sister has the best answer when they say what are you looking for she says just to hold my integrity and that way the guy's like well fuck what do i do now so i thought that was pretty solid um so you know within the first couple of minutes like all right this person I'm going to vibe with this person. I'm not. So how quickly is sex on or off the table for you guys? Not saying you're, you know, everybody's got to live their best life. There's no like anything there, but is it like, all right, I could see myself doing something with this guy or girl, Mike or guy. I don't know. Not here to judge. Uh, I'm not on both sides of the fence. I only play with women. Okay. So I can't talk about talking to dudes. Uh, I, I think 
I mean, I think it's the same answer. You pretty know pretty immediately, you know, like the most gorgeous woman on earth could still be really ugly. And I would want nothing to do with the most gorgeous woman on earth because of her personality and her energy and her vibe and all that other stuff. But I think you meet someone as soon as I'm through introductions, it's like, yeah, I'd probably be physical with this person or eh, I don't know if I'd be physical with this person. I don't, I don't think it takes a lot of time. Like I know what I'm attracted to. I know what physical attributes I'm looking for. So you either have those things or you don't. I don't think that unless you're wearing a trash bag on a first date, um, which I haven't experienced yet. I hope never heard to that never story. experience, um, you know, it, it's one of those things, but, uh, yeah, for me, it's pretty, pretty instantaneous. It's just like, you know, it's going to be a good vibe or a bad vibe. Like, yeah, I'd, I mean, you swipe on somebody because you're physically attracted to them based on their photos. So the hope is when you meet them in real life, they match, you know, the, the what is it? The, the video has got to match the audio or whatever it is. So. And I think it's, um, I think it's two things. I think what you asked kind of has two different answers. I think you know, immediately, if you would have sex with that person, like that's something you've kind of decided in your mind upon meeting them, at least if you want to, for me, like if I meet somebody and I'm physically attracted, I instantly think, okay, yeah, I would totally do that. But do I do it? Now that's another question, right? There's a lot of different things that go into that. And I think the main question for me is what am I looking for here at this moment in my life? Am I looking for casual? If I'm looking for casual and the person's an attractive person, then sure, I would consider that as long as I was upfront about what my intentions are. But if I'm looking for a potential partner, somebody that I will have a long-term relationship with, I prefer to take things slower and not jump into bed the first night. But that's my, that's how I, I would, I would echo exactly what Maggie just said. I would say it's the same for me. What I heard that, made i know the question interesting to me and had you know kind of separate from what the question was um some of us were talking and um a few girls uh that were in the virtual room because it's part of this this summit meeting were like some of them were like god i wish i would have had sex with this guy on the first date because the foreplay and the passion was a lot more on the first date than it was when we went out the second time when they knew that we were going to have sex and then it was they kind of like they skipped like five different steps i'm like oh since i know i'm not going to do it so that it just kind of made it like oh that's an interesting take so i think that's just what led to the 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 chemistry part of it so now that anybody needs to elaborate that now i have diarrhea of the mouth evidently um but I can I can elaborate on that though. Yeah. I don't okay. The other okay. way because I think if you if you have just a little bit of something the first time and then you wait, I mean that can actually help build right the anticipation and then when it finally does happen, it can be incredible. So and yeah, I mean, have I ever hooked up with somebody on a first date? Yes, but was it? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think it can go both ways is basically okay. what I'm, right. I think you can have that same feeling of like anticipation of that first time experience. If you know, depending on yeah. how you play your cards. Yeah. I, and right. I totally agree with Maggie. I think it can go both ways. Cause also on the first time, if like, you know, it's not going to happen. That does always intensify things. I think because it's like, there's that yeah. extra energy of knowing it's not going to happen. But like Maggie said, I think it can go the other way where if you have been building up and waiting for it or whatever, it can also make things more intense. So I think that can go either direction. Okay. So the intensity of the thought of it's going to happen makes it possibly more intense, even though there may or may not have been some foreplay done more the first time than the second time. Sound right? Hopefully there's as much foreplay. Yeah. That's what, somebody wants here's the hoping yeah you know i mean everybody's got to have their warm-up right I mean, Mike, I mean, not you know, every time not all times no i'm, I'm <laughs> thinking of what i don't disagree I mean, with anything they're saying you know i think uh like yeah you absolutely know pretty quickly if you're physically interested in in something and then i think and I'll, I'll sound a little bit repetitive but the the vibe has to be there too because I, th- I think what's important to remember just for this discussion is like it takes two people to get down to get down so like regardless of, of what i think or whatever like if the vibe isn't reciprocated or mm-hmm. it's even a little bit off that's a massive turnoff because for one i don't want to be a creepster 
and and be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then all of a sudden she's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, so I think that's a, another dynamic to it. Um, you know, I, I think I said at the first show that I did, man, like I swiped on you because I thought I'd fuck you based on your pictures. So like, that's what got me in the door to, to potentially being a match. So then when you get in front of that person, it's like, all right, I already thought I was going to be attracted to you and hoping that you're honest on your profile and you, you match the pictures that you posted, which when you meet someone who doesn't match those images, ugh, like I gotta go. Um, you know, that's a big thing. So let's say all things go the right way. Then it comes down to that energy, you know, is the vibe, right? Do we have a good time? And is it does, does one thing lead to another thing that's like the bar is closing and we're not done having fun. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean sex or any, any type of physical, like, what do you do? If you have to go out on a Wednesday night, guilty a lot of the times, because that's just how my schedule works out. Bars close at nine, 10 o'clock, nine, 10 o'clock is pretty early when you're a single dad and you don't have your kids and you don't have to be at work until eight 30 the next morning. Like, let's go for a nightcap. Where do we go to for a nightcap? You know, so you gotta, you gotta be able to figure all that stuff out. Um, but you know, if, I'm going out with a, a woman and sh that, that energy's not there. Then odds are we're never looking for a place to go for a nightcap, you know? Uh, and, and I think the other side of that conversation too is, you know, I've, I've been out with just a knockout who was in prep for a fitness competition, wasn't drinking, was super strict on nutrition. And we literally spent four hours at a dive bar drinking water, just bullshitting because we had a good vibe. And it was sounds a one date. We never went out again after that. <laughs> What's that? So that sounds dreamy. I'm training for a fitness competition and I don't. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She was <laughs> nine weeks into prep, you know, like I'm not drinking out. And as someone who's worked in the health and fitness industry for so long, she's like, it's hard to meet people that get it. And I was like, I assume we're just drinking water all night. Like I'm okay with that. You know? And she's like, no, no, you're feel free to drink. And it's like, no, that's cool. Like I'll struggle with you. Like I'll drink water. I don't care. And it was a really good time. We never went out again after that night. It was a great night, four hours of just bullshitting around. And like, that was it. It just, it, you know, the vibe, it, it wasn't going to go. She was probably a little bit too crazy for me, honestly, based on some of the stories. But, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a stranger to spending five to nine hours at a restaurant with an individual and then being like, all right, drive home safe. I'll see you next time. <laughs> And I'll turn it over to Kara so she can talk about the bowling alley where we didn't even bowl. But anyway, I, I, I don't know if that addresses what you were saying or not, but I think the would you would you have sex with someone? It's, you know, pretty quick, but then you also know pretty quick. I think eh, probably a good idea, probably a bad idea, you know, because like Maggie said, like if you're just trying to, to find somebody for some casual strange, like that's not a hard thing to accomplish because every, somebody out there is just looking for it. I think, you know, you know, you and I talked about this a couple months ago, man, like the one night stand for me, I did it like twice. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. It doesn't feel right to me because it's, it's very like awkward. Dude, we talked like, about uh, this yesterday. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, it's been a yesterday. long week. And we both said, we're not, we're not those guys really. We're just, cause we don't want those labels. We yeah. Exceptions, not the rule and yeah. all that, but yeah, exactly. Like there's plenty of those. Like I, I don't need to be another one of those. I don't be another red crown in the box of red crowns. I want to be the purple crown. Yeah. I don't want to be the result of coyote ugly. And all of a sudden someone's fucking arms being chewed off. So like, what the hell did I do? I need to escape. You know, like, this but is, I, I also think that Mike and I are common or not common are alike in this way. Mike's even more so than me. Put us in a room with anybody and yeah. we'll be there for four hours. It's just our personalities or whatever. And he's even better at it than I am. But um, I get what those girls were saying. I mean, I understand the point that they were making is that sometimes there's all this tension and built up and then the next, and you think like, oh my God, the sex with this person is going to be so great. And, you know, you're calling your friends and you're like, it was high, it was intense, the, the chemistry was crazy, you know, whatever. And then you go out on the second date and everything seems to have like deflated a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, that's happened. I get it. So how different, like, if you think back to when you were first on the apps and now, how different are you guys? Oh, so, God. Yeah. yeah. Different completely. Yeah. What have you learned? Do a FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what I said five minutes ago, asshole. All right. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Oh, all right. I've learned. I think. 
Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to comment on something you'd mentioned earlier that I say, and I, I know the last time, Chris, that me, you, and Mandy did a show, uh, it was the last threesome episode, I think. I, I like went down the rabbit hole of this comment too, but you know, when you are in a situation, regardless of what it is, like my goal was always to to take things away that make me better as a human. Like I'm trying to learn about myself through these these connections and, and meetings and dates and conversations and you know sometimes relationships. Like I've known Kara for what two years, three years, or whatever it is now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we met on a dating app. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just this organic thing. And it took so long. Like Maggie said earlier, you talk to somebody forever sometimes before you meet. I think Karen and I talked for like nine months. It's not that long. I know. <laughs> nine you know what I mean? Maybe, so, <laughs> like, for me, like, you asked the question of like, how different are you now? Or, you know, what have you learned? It's like, it's a never ending cycle of learning because the whole point of this is to figure out who I am and like what I need. If I'm going to, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a divorcee, right? Like I went through the process once and it didn't work out the way I always hoped and thought and dreamed it would be or whatever, not to be too Cinderella and fuzzy bunnies. But like, if I ever decide I'm going to go down that journey again, like I want to make sure that I've learned from all the experiences along the way in some capacity. And, and like, for me, I didn't necessarily start that way, but I think quickly I realized like you meet a couple people and it's like, wait a minute, like, what am I trying to weed out? And like, what am I trying to attract? Like what fits with me? Cause I think there are three different categories there. It's like, you know, you might be a knockout person on all aspects and just not fit into the puzzle that is my life. So. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that I've learned, um, the most. And I was just walking with a friend who is just starting this journey of online dating. Her divorce was just finalized and she's just been on the apps this summer. And she was describing the frustration around mixed messages and breadcrumbing. And, you know, well, he was kind of interested. And then he, I noticed that our communication changed. What I've learned is that if someone is interested, they're going to make the effort. And so I have learned now that as soon as it starts to feel off, say something or get out, you know, just be cut to the chase. I've learned to be so much more direct and clear on what I want. I think that was a huge learning for me throughout those experiences. It showed me what I do want, what I don't want. And so now I have no problem sharing that early on in my dating with someone. If I go out on a first or second date, a a guy was joking with me about him being an interview. I'm like, in a way kind of is an interview because I do, I want to say exactly what I'm looking for. And you're either in or you're out. And I think for men and women, I think we both know pretty early on if we see the potential for a future. And if you're really into somebody, you're going to make that effort. I want somebody that's going to match my effort. And if they're not, then bye. I have no problem now saying before I would hang on and I would allow the breadcrumbing and I would say, well, maybe make excuses. There's no need to make excuses at this point. You know, we're all adults and most of us are single parents. Like you just don't have time anymore for that. It's totally what I was going to ask next though. It's about the single parent part. Like how much, how difficult is it to get out there and date people? But two, how much of an asshole can people be because you may not have the time or, you know, versus understanding, or is it more understanding than asshole? As someone who's really bad at texting sometimes, like I get accused often of being sporadic and not responding in a timely manner and all that. And like for someone who doesn't know, I can't can't see that in you. Uh, You're not a bad texter at all. But you're special, kid. Like you're special, (laughs) right? Um, I think that's Maggie's point. When you're someone, do it. But I, I don't disagree with what Maggie's saying. What I'm saying is, like, when I have my kids, I lose my phone on purpose sometimes. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. And, and I as and and the single parent question, I'm trying to kind of make sure that I stay on in that lane. Um, you know, I'll go and I'll look at a text at 10 o'clock at night, and I'm like, I'm not gonna respond to that until tomorrow because it's 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and that person could be sleeping that could, who knows what that person could possibly be doing. And like, my answer isn't so critical that I can't just text you tomorrow. 
and it's it's not that I'm maybe not interested or not that interested or whatever. It's I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be mindful of, of somebody else. And like, I didn't know where my phone was or my phone was plugged in and it's never on ring. It's on vibrate. And I'm not paying attention to that shit when I'm playing with my kids. Like my kids are more important. When I plug in, I'm going to plug in all the way. But I think, you know, it's, I love the, we're all adults. We're all old enough that we don't have time for the breadcrumbs and all that other stuff. Cause you go out with people and it's like, look, I'm 40. If you can't take honesty, I don't know what to tell you. I'm probably the wrong guy for you to talk to, you know? And, and especially when it comes to the parent thing, like I went through a phase was like, I'm going to try to only date people who don't have kids. And that's where I got a lot of this feedback. It's like, Oh, you know, you don't text me back or like, why does it take you five hours and stuff? It's like, you don't get this. You don't understand what it's like to go from work to a baseball game, to home, to showers, to dinner, to bed prep, to reading, to bed. And then you take a shower and then you eat dinner. And then you're like, you know, I'm just going to not do anything for a while. Like, and that's not an everyday thing, but like, that's a real, whether it's a hockey game, a swim meet, baseball, whatever your kids are into, if your kids are of an age where they're invested in something like, and I don't mean to make this a big parenting soapbox thing, but like, if you want your kid to be enjoying something, like really enjoying something, you better fucking invest your time in it with them because they're going to enjoy it way more when your parents are excited for them and all this other stuff. It's like, if my kid looks at me and I'm buried in my phone answering messages, like, you know, I've been the other parent in a situation where a kid has said, Hey dad, why doesn't mom do something? And I don't like how it makes me feel when I don't know how to answer that question. And I don't ever want that question asking about me as a dad. So like, you know, that's, I know what my priorities are. And where dating lies into those priorities. And if somebody's like not okay with that, then that's the wrong fit for me. You know, like we were talking about earlier, it's just not a right fit. I think that's the key right there. And I think it comes down to communication and learning what the other person that you are actually interested in, what they like and what's not important to them. Because I'll be honest, I have three kids, three jobs. I'm running just like you. I'm going from here to there, training for this fitness competition. And like, but I still have time to say, I can't talk right now. I'll respond later. If yeah. I like someone, I'm not leaving them on red all day. I'm just mm-hmm. not, you know, and I'm not the type of person that needs the good morning texts and the good night texts. Like, please, no, just save all that for somebody else, because that's not me as a person. You know, I don't need that to feel good. But what I do need is to know that someone's thinking about me. That doesn't mean we have to have a full on FaceTime conversation at 10 a.m. You know, it just means, hey, thinking of you, hope your hope your day is going great. You know, I don't I think that we all, no matter how busy we are, can make time for that kind of thing. But that's me, right? I need somebody that can give me that. And if somebody can't, that's not a match for me. You know what I mean? So I think that's one of the things you learn about yourself is when you're dating these different people, you learn how different people communicate and you say to yourself, oh, that felt really good when I dated this guy. I liked his level of communication. I didn't like how he kissed me, (laughs) but I did like... The way he, you know, made me feel important every day, even if we're both busy. So I think you take from each experience to piece together what it is that you like, and then you're clear on what you're looking for. But I think the key is communicating it to someone. Because sometimes, like you're saying, Mike, like I'm dating somebody right now who doesn't have kids and he's he, he is a self-proclaimed terrible texter. And guess what we're going to have a conversation about on our next date? like. I, you know, it makes me feel good when I hear from you, even if it's just once a day, like going three days in a row, two days in a row without hearing from someone, but then having an amazing time on our date. Guess who's not getting late on that next date? That guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, sure. We have a great time together. We have a lot of fun. It's awesome. He's hilarious. He tells me he's super into me. That's all great. But day to day, how does he make me feel? Like I'm not that important. And guess what would make me feel important? If I got a text every now and again that just said, hey, thinking of you, that takes 10 seconds. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, guess I don't even. <laughs> Siri doesn't understand. Siri doesn't get it. That should be texting you. <laughs> We're not a match. But yeah, you know what I'm saying on that? I think yes. it just comes down to communication on what, what people like and what they don't like. 
Yes. But have you guys ran into, hey, you just see like you need to make more time or like I know you're good with it and you're like, hey, I don't need to make more fucking time. But has people given you like that almost ultimatum or 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 they've seen that out of you guys? The last serious relationship I had was with a guy that didn't have kids. And um, I, I don't want to say that he demanded it, that that would be. That wouldn't be accurate, but he did struggle to understand it because he didn't have a house, you know, like he was renting, he didn't have kids. So like the running around and me quote, you know, being busy, he didn't get. And then as we dated longer and he was, you know, a little bit more integrated into my life and saw me running around with the kids and where I was going and what I was doing. And, oh, and by the way, I got to fix this at my house or mold a yard or whatever needs to happen. He did start to understand it a lot more. And there were times that he was frustrated, you know, because that time that I had what, you know, like undivided attention was limited. Um, but he, I, I have an experience like I, I have another guy friend who I met through a dating app and we've been friends for five years now. And he would talk about this a lot that he got to the point where he would only date women with kids. He's like, I'm done dating women without kids. And that was like his first criteria because he said he got a lot of flack from girls saying that they did not like that. He put their kid, his kids in front of them. They weren't the first priority and I found it shocking, but it definitely happened to him. So I never experienced it to that degree. Yeah. Your time is so valuable. And you guys all like three jobs, Maggie, my kids, couple jobs, Kara trying to save the world from Michigan sports, you know, shit like that. You know, it's, there's a lot going on that I can see. So some people, male, female, just are extremely selfish and don't quite understand you know how that all works so it just seems like a, a rough dynamic for you guys to navigate but i mean it goes back to what you said too i mean they don't fit in in what you're looking for then they're not the ones anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah i was gonna say like carrie you made a comment about how once someone is more integrated into the rhythm i think i don't like y'all don't want to use the word expectation but like okay like i know the times of day you can catch me Mm-hmm. Or it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do one of those. Hey, how's the day going? Or, you know, Hey, are you surviving? Because you told me a couple of days ago that life was shit or the kids were doing something or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think when you get to that stage in learning someone and they are a little bit more in rhythm with what's going on, I think it does alleviate some of that. Um, but cause what I was referring to as far as like getting shit for it was, you know, we're talking like, you talk to somebody for a couple of weeks. It's like, you're just getting to know someone in a couple of weeks, as we've discussed, like it takes a time to meet people sometimes when you got kids. So, you know, it's like, look, the honeymoon phase of social dating, uh, you match and it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then it slows down. And, and you know, why maybe you're not that interested or maybe you had downtime and then you've transitioned into like, I'm really busy and I just can't be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think, you know, the inconsistency thing that sometimes comes with the swipe apps or the, the, uh, the dating sites is, you know, and, and Chris, you couldn't have put it better. The first time you told me when you were telling me about my toolboxes, everybody's got their, everybody's got their roster. So I think, you know, when you match with someone new that you like are potentially really, you know, I think I could really be a a match for this person and you do connect. It's like, shit, I don't want somebody else to be more engaging than me in the beginning because then I'll get shoved aside because so-and-so is more engaging. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, fuck, if that happens, whatever, like her loss, not mine type of thing. But I think also there's that stage of, okay, we're clearly going to have some sort of an interaction here. Now, how does that fit into my life? You know, cause it's, and I, I can't speak for the lovely ladies that we have on the show with us today, but like, I don't match with a lot of chicks. Like it's not something that happens all the time. I'm not matching with women. In fact, you know, you're and you know, men, I don't know if it's a thing where like so many men are just always in these, I don't call it inboxes or whatever versus women in men's inboxes. I don't know what the numbers would look like, but 
you know, you might not match with someone for quite a long time. So like, I, I don't have a roster, you know, like I don't have five or six women that I'm having conversations with, you know, there might be one or two at a time. And like, to be completely honest, that's almost enough, if not too much. It's like, fuck, I can't manage my life the way it is. How am I supposed to manage getting to know two people at once? So people it's can stressful when you have a, a big roster because then you start forgetting. Did I tell you this or did I, was that him? Especially when you have husband? a big roster. Listen to Miss Major Leagues over there. Hey, Is that a girl? She called me. She called me Joe once. I don't even know who yeah. Joe is. Stop it. Of the Mantrix. She is, right? she is Chris, not a teacher. Of the Mantrix. You got to have yeah. your, your database, your data sheets with all the notes about who yeah, you're Maggie, at. I, I tried to take notes on your show, Maggie. I was trying to like figure <laughs> out like, all right, how, what am I doing wrong here? I don't have four women that I'm trying to classify. Well, but so. I talked about this with Chris. It's a numbers game. And I can't remember who first told me this. Somebody told me it's a numbers game. So if you spend three hours swiping, it comes back to you in matches. If you spend five minutes swiping, it comes back to you in matches because you don't get as many. It's all it's all a numbers game. And I was kind of like, really, is it? But if, if you, it, it is like having a job. It is like you have to make an active effort on the apps to come up with matches. If you're just kind of half-assing it, which is fine, and I've been in that mode, then you don't end up with, quote, a roster. But if you decide, like, and I think Maggie's done this before, and she may have even, I mean, we've talked so much that I don't know if it was the podcast or just us talking that you like, I'm going to intentionally focus on this for the next X amount of time, a week, two weeks, a month, whatever. I'm going to match with a shit ton of people and go out on a shit ton of first dates and whatever. And then I'm going to see where I'm at. Um, and there's other times when it's like, either I'm just, I don't care that much right now. I don't have the time that much right now. Or maybe I am talking to one or two people that I am legitimately interested in and your activity dies off. But it, it comes back in terms of effort is what I would say. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with having multiple people that you're talking with in the beginning. It does require effort. And that's why I like to have a set period that's of time cool. where I say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go, I'm going to put effort in because what I want back is effort. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I, I'm not somebody that jumps into bed with multiple people at once. I won't be sleeping with multiple people at once, but I will be going on first dates with a handful of people at one time. Because the majority of times it's not moving to a second date, right. you know? And so it's nice to, and again, the more experience you get with dating, the better you get at it. It's a skill, just like anything yes. else in life. And then again, you learn about yourself. You learn about what you like, what you don't like. And so it just makes it so much easier. That's why I had seen nothing wrong with making tons of matches, going out with as many people as you can and being quick to decide, yep, that person's for me or no, not at all. You know, and then as you move forward, yeah, the number of people ideally drop off. The goal is not to be dating two or three people where I've had like six or seven dates with all of them. That would be exhausting and stupid, you know, but um, not a great use of your time either. Um, but I think that in the beginning, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I think it's smart, actually, if you can do it. What right. I do know for sure with Bumble and I believe with Tinder is it's an algorithm. The more you're on it, the more you swipe, the more you appear in other people's feeds. So yes. it is like it, truly a numbers game is right, but it's also an algorithm feed too, to where if you're on there, you know, every couple hours to get the new people and you swipe and then you're going to be the active one that they're going to put in the feed. Um, yeah. Not a teacher anymore, I'm sure is going to say no to this, but do you enjoy dating? Yes. Yeah. Mike? Most of the time. But Most yeah, I mean, if, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it, right? Well, yeah. But, I mean, so like from, would you say the apps, you're more optimistic with the apps or pessimistic with the apps? In regards to what? You think you're going to find, you know, is it is this going to be a healthy thing for you to do? Or should you be as uh, the two ladies oh. uh, put it in my head in the wild? <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't know i don't i don't i don't think i'm pessimistic about it um I, I think if anything i go i go through phases 
where like I will be invested in trying to actively meet people. And if, if I've met, you know, three or four women, it's just, they've been duds or, you know, for whatever reason, the vibe wasn't there and the match was wrong. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, as Mandy likes to say, sit the bench for a while um, where I'll just, you know, like right now, like they're all shut down or I'm not really on them right now that, you know, not interested. I got other things that I'm focused on and, and that's just what it is. Um, so for me, it's probably phases, but I, I don't think I'd say I'm pessimistic uh at all i think sometimes too i get tired of first dates because you go on enough first dates like shit i just gotta not introduce myself to someone for a minute it's you know and it wears on you too because it's kind of like you know what carol was saying like did i tell them this already or like did we have that exchange am i repeating myself ah so and and i week where I said something and the man called me out on it. He said, oh, it must have been the other guy. And I said, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? I never told him I wasn't dating anyone else. Like uh, I'm honest about yeah. it. Are you still on the apps? Have you updated your pictures recently? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I probably about time to do that. <laughs> no, that's a big so thing. That happens you just too. have to be honest. Just be. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to lie and make everyone think that, oh, you're the only one I'm talking to. No, I'm not. We met on a dating app. You dope. You know, like nobody does that. Nobody (sighs) says, oh, you're the one on the first date. You know what I mean? Stupid. And people that fall for it, it's not very smart either. Uh, Same as like love bombing though, too, right? I mean, like, isn't that just like something that drives you guys crazy? Like you're just going, what the fuck is this guy or girl doing? Mm -hmm. It drives me. Like, all right. I agree with Michael. Like the first dates can be it can get exhausting to do like, because like you said earlier, everybody's on their best behavior. You're having, I mean, like, right. If you're in that like active phase where you maybe are going on a whole bunch of first dates in a row, it's like, man, I just did this, you know, and you're, you really are having the same conversations because they're the conversations that need to happen. Right. It's like, what do you do? And do you have kids? And how long have you been single? And, you know, what are you looking for? Like, whatever. So it can, I mean, when you haven't done it, like maybe let's say you had a relationship and then we're off the apps and then you come back, it can be fun and exciting and like, oh, this is so great to do again, you know, but it, it, I'm with Mike, it ebbs and flows. Like sometimes I'm optimistic, sometimes I'm pessimistic, sometimes I'm in the middle. Like it just kind of depends on, what's going on i think it comes think, back to yourself too like if you know you're feeling down like you're yes. kind of mode, you find yourself dreading it take a break do everyone a, break. a favor and don't get on the apps you know because i find that when i'm intentional about it and i'm in that right mindset then i have much better chance of meeting somebody that's a quality person somebody i'm interested and excited about mm-hmm. i was gonna literally what i was gonna say was i think when you get into those like dreading the first dates things, like what I've learned to go back to what you're asking earlier is like, I'm just not getting quality candidates, if you will. You know, it's like, all right, I've met you and you didn't rock my socks immediately. And like, I've done this four other times where my socks were also not rocked. Like, I just don't want to do this again. You know? So I think it's, it's a grind. I think it's, it's definitely a grind when you're going through that, Hey, get to know me stage. It's like, you're cool. I'm cool. We're all cool. Oh, wait, you're really not that cool. I got to go. <laughs> well, and you it's. But need... no, I was just going to say it's um when you are in that kind of down attitude, I do think it starts to come through yep. when you're on a date. Yep. Like you just aren't like the best version of yourself either. And, and I've learned that too. So it's like, okay, I don't have a great attitude about this right now. I probably am just bringing everybody else down with me. So I might just like, I just can, I've seen myself come off as being very pessimistic or aggressive or having a negative attitude, which is not really who I am. But when I'm in that space, that's, you know, how I can come off on a date because I'm in this bad place with it. So then it's like, okay, just stop because nothing good is going to come out of this. I'm going to actually jump on that and say something that one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received when it comes to dating is something similar to what you just said, Kara, when it comes to, when you're on a date with somebody and they ask you, well, how's it going? How are the apps treating you? Which is a terrible question. Yes. But if you are the person that is being asked that question, 
And you find yourself telling that person all of the terrible things yeah. that have happened to you in the past. And you're like, oh, this guy cheated on me. And then this guy did that. That's so stupid because what that's doing is teaching that other person that, hey, you, that's what you stand for. That's something that they could do. Oh, oh, he only texted you a little bit. Okay. Now I know I can just go a little bit above that and it's going to work for you. No. So the reaction now, whenever I'm with somebody, if I ever get that dreaded question, I always tell that person how amazing the men have been that I've met because I say, oh my gosh, I have met the best people. They have been so communicative. They've taken me on the best dates. I've gotten flowers. I mean, I do, I, I whoop it up. Because then that's setting the standard for what I want, right? Even if yeah. that's not true. Like, why would you ever tell somebody, oh, yeah, God, I was cheated on. We found out we were dating the same guy for three months and we didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But he was good at his core, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. He's really good at his core. Yeah. At his core. yeah. yeah. So... <sighs> That's, I thought we were I thought we were going a totally different way with this. So I'll just share a, a snippet of and I know it's on my episode or one of my episodes, but like the alternative of that is when it comes up and you're talking about your past experiences, I don't know, and maybe she starts crying on you right. and it's like uh so you know, sometimes and, and maybe male versus female perspective here. Like yeah. as as we're talking about this, I was not in my mind thinking, oh. So the bar is that low. So I'll just go a little bit higher. Like I didn't even go there. I was literally thinking magazine to go. Yeah, you're never going to see me again. <laughs> because for me, it's like, yeah, you're never going to see me again. This just isn't going to happen. Well, no, it, but it is. It's kind of like showing somebody where your standards are. You know what I mean? Like, why would I talk about all of the shitty things that have happened to me? Because that's showing that I accepted all of that. Now, I want to raise the bar, you know, and have the person aiming higher and just say like, I've met some really great people. They just haven't, I, they just haven't met everything that I'm looking for. And I'm going to hold myself to a higher regard and not settle. You know, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. No, I well, think and, and I think if, if you're asking that just to the masses that are listening, if you're asking that question before you let those words come out of your mouth, take a moment and pause and remind yourself that they met you on the app and you're in front of them right now. So like they could be going great, but that person is still meeting you. So why the fuck do you care about all that other stuff? Like be present, be in the moment and be on purpose with that person. Yeah. They might be going on to a date after you. They may be double booked, but hey, let's focus on where we're at right now. I think, I think it's one of those things like the question sucks and it annoys all of us on the flip side to play devil's advocate. I think it comes up because people are looking for like a commonality, something to bond on. Like, oh, you've had a terrible dating. Like, you know, somebody didn't look like their pictures. Oh, that happened to me, too. Like it's it's a the I think the goal is people are trying to get like it's a conversation. It's a common bond. It's whatever. But I I do like what you're saying, Maggie, a lot that I do think that when you tell some of these stories, like you said, then you're giving permission to, you know, treat people that way or whatever. Yeah. And let's be honest, we all have everyone on there most likely has a past that they're, they're may or may not be so proud of, yeah. but you don't have to air all of that on a first right. date, right. you know, save something, save the telenovela for at least date three or four and find other ways to connect, I think in the beginning. But. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit to unpack there. So what I need to unpack in there is one, I asked that question, but then again, I do this show. So I'm like, I don't even <laughs> so I'm like half dating and half kind of like, so doing research for work. Yeah. Let's, let me just, let me just play this, this one episode where these two girls are dating the same guy and then they become besties. <laughs> let me just check these out. It works out good. Um, but I think the only thing worse than that question is the late night WYD text. That's probably what I'll run with too. Um, but I think what you said, uh, Maggie is probably one of the coolest things I've heard in a while on a show. And, um, you know, to what you, to your point, Mike, it's like, when you hear that in the moment, you don't think too much of it. Um, but if you, if you hear, you know, my ex was a, was a jerk and, you know, he, he would barely text and he cheated on me while you start a relationship with that person. You're, you're like, oh yeah, remember that, you know, she had this issue with the ex and all that shit. And, and like, it can be taken for granted at that point, maybe not in the beginning, but then you set the foundation for like, oh, the guys are great. They send me flowers. This is going 
Oh man. I mean, if I want to just do anything with her, I got a fucking skyride or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's so good. Like your foundation for who you are, I think sets up what you're going to be treated like. And when you set that up, like it's all internal, you, you're going to attract something that, that you're kind of, you know, sending out into the world. So if you want to get somebody better or something better, it's usually internal work, not external work. Um, but on the same side, you don't want to show up like you're having a bad day because that's going to ruin everybody's good time. Um, that was that was a lot of, of fucking good shit. That's for sure. Um, Tara, did you meet your 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 present uh, skywriting guy? Uh, sends you flowers every day. Uh, chocolate. Now you're diabetic uh, so much on the apps. I did. OK. All right. So how did he woo you? I know. Uh, just just I think, since we'll get into dirt and play therapist all of a sudden. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, it's funny because again, I I've talked to all of you so much. I don't remember who and what, but this I know it. I've made this statement before about at the end of the day when like somebody's actually just a decent human being that surprisingly counts for a shit ton. Like mm-hmm. because. So many people, I mean, on apps, off apps, whatever, just in general, are not even just decent human beings. So um, I don't know that it, it, I don't know that it was one thing. I think we went out, we had a good time. I think we vibed well, to use Mike's words, like um, we had good banter, you know, and and he did what he said he was going to do repeatedly. You know what I mean? Like if it was, there was no, is he going to call me? Is he going to ask me out again? Like, is he going to show up? Like he just did those things every time, you know? So it was, uh, yes, he did send me flowers. (laughs) He did do some of the, the good things, you know, like he sent me flowers because I was having a bad day or whatever, but like, and again, Yes, that's nice. And of course I appreciate it, but is it necessary? Probably not. If I like to Maggie's point of like, if you're showing up when, you know, making me feel like I'm special or you're thinking about me or you care, like it's actually not that hard to do. And for some reason, people seem to really struggle with it or, you know, it seems that way that, and, and it wasn't, it, he just did normal basic things, you know, yeah, not to downplay solid. anything that he did, yeah. but it's not, no, he didn't skywrite for me, you yeah, know, but right. I'll, I'll teach him. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, we just, we have very similar personalities. We get along, you know, whatever it, it, it there was no drama to it. That's the whole thing. Well, I know you guys time is, is important because you're all parents and we talked about that like 15 20 minutes ago uh maggie you have your your site going your insta you want to just tell people about it real quick before you go because i know you got to bounce yeah sure it's called first date update and it is a private page so i i am kind of controlling um it's not public but it is intended for the purpose of showing what it's like to be juggling it all to be going on dates what we especially as women go through i'm sure the men if there are men watching they can relate as well anybody that's in the position of dating um can appreciate a real live look into what we go through and I kind of do an update, uh, a pre-date update, where I share a little bit about how I met the person um, and what we're going to be doing. And then I do a post-date, a, a first date update on how it went. And if I want to see the person again, and then afterwards, I take um, the live videos that I record and I put them into a, a reel that's about a minute long. And I add little emojis and stickers and um, I'm just having fun with it. And it kind of, it's, it's taking the pressure off in a way, and it's helping me look forward to going on these dates. And like I said earlier, just getting some experience with meeting people and learning things about other people. And is everything is anonymous. I don't share pictures of the people I'm dating. I don't use names. I'm not, the purpose is not to put anybody on blast. I really don't give any identifying information about the person. I, I call them all gentlemen. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going on a date with this gentleman and I might say he's a dad or he, you know, but I don't get into personal details about anybody. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, I know you got to get on your call. So thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. It's great to see you guys. Yeah, good you to see too. your face too. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bye girl. And then you two, the text fighters galore. 
mean, <laughs> the the virtual married couple not in a relationship um it's not much more i got i mean that was perfect there was a lot of good stuff i mean unless there's something else you guys want to add like you know advice or thoughts or anything I mean, like every be time on you, purpose. Be <laughs> on like purpose. Every, every time. So here's the trick with Mike. Every time What'd before he talks, every time before he talks, he leans in. So you start to lean yeah. in like, oh, he's got something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, you know, everything we've talked about today, just, you know, be on, be intentional, be on purpose with what you're doing. I think that's, that's the advice. Like, be honest. you know, and Kara was just saying, I was going to just say, like, just be a good human. If you're a good human and you're it's on purpose with your actions like it's going to be a good time even if it's not a good time it'll still be a good time thank you for being along for the ride of swipe the swipe wrong podcast remember everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world uh the show is uh produced by jay pelham he is the host of pelham place uh so make sure to check that out also i am uh, chaos the host of chaotic commentary make sure to like subscribe follow tell a friend about the pod uh and uh if you have uh, something that you want to share please please we want to hear from everybody and get everybody's stories as much as we possibly can uh email us at swipe at gmail.com uh give us a call leave us a voicemail let us know if it's okay to call you back 317-426-6616 thanks for being along for the ride and next week uh the saga continues <laughs>